Robute Gilliman, the Avenging Son. Of the twenty genetically engineered sons of the Emperor of Mankind, there are a couple that stand out from the rest as far as the attention they're given. One of these is Horus, the namesake of arguably the most important event in the Imperium's history, and now regarded as their most infamous traitor. The other is Robute Gilliman, a favored son that became known in many ways as Horus's antithesis, a champion of the common people known for his dedication to order, honor, and prosperity. Robute's ability for statementship, military doctrine, and organization quickly earned him a unique position in the Imperium, and in the present day has put him second only to the Emperor in leading his people. In this video, we'll go over a summary of Robute's life history, from his early beginnings of leadership up to the massive burdens he currently faces. Sometime in the 30th millennium, the Emperor of Mankind set out to create a number of genetically modified generals, known as Primarchs, each imbued with an aspect of the Emperor himself. This Primarch project would largely be a success, insofar as successfully creating 21 super soldiers, second only in capabilities to the Emperor. Unfortunately, through either the machinations of the Emperor, Chaos, or a third party, the Primarchs were all spread across the galaxy. During the Emperor's Great Crusade, to reunite the scattered colonies of humankind, he would also spend the time searching for his lost sons. The child that would become Robute Gilliman ended up on the bleak world of McCraig, a planet that had managed to do fairly well during humanity's age of strife. Its industries were relatively intact, and its people maintained a cohesive society, with the primary form of government consisting of a pair of officials known as consuls. Additionally, they had preserved a number of short-range, warp-capable spacecraft, allowing them to maintain contact with several neighboring systems. The child Primarch's gestation capsule landed in a forest, where he was discovered by a group of hunting noblemen. It's said that the child was strikingly beautiful and surrounded by a glowing nimbus of power. The child, clearly special, was taken to one of the two ruling consuls, Conor Gilliman, who promptly adopted him as his son, naming him Robute, meaning Great One. Conor was a man of great energy and charisma, a notable military leader, and a champion of the common people, not especially beloved by most of the planet's nobility. Robute quickly grew in both body and mind a prodigy in all things, and by age ten he had mastered every subject the wisest men of McCraig could teach him. His insights into matters of history, philosophy, and science amazed his teachers, and his ability to make accurate conclusions from small bits of information was said to border on the inexplicable. He was quite attached to Conor, at one point later stating that, while the Emperor may have created him, King Conor of McCraig was his father. Robute's greatest talents, of course, were as a military leader, which led his father to give him command over an expeditionary force with the task of pacifying the far northern lands of McCraig, named Illyrium. 
This was a barbarous land of outcasts and petty wars that had managed to successfully resist every previous military campaign. Rather than engaging in a protracted war in the mountains, Robute simply occupied the Illyrians' sacred shrines. This caused them to surge forth and meet his armies, but rather than crushing them, Robute instead challenged their chieftain to battle. During the duel, Robute exhausted the chieftain by merely continuing to dodge his attacks, and afterwards presented to them their most sacred religious artifact, which had been stolen centuries ago by the consuls. This act of diplomacy and humanity convinced the chieftain to halt his campaign, giving Robute a peaceful victory. On his return to the capital, however, he found the city in chaos as Konor's co-counsel, Galen, had attempted a coup. Konor's policies of supporting the common people rather than the nobility had allowed Galen to gather up a number of noble supporters, and they proceeded to sack their own city. Robute left his men to restore order to the city while he rushed to the consul house, finding his father close to death. He had been mortally wounded by an assassin, and hung on just long enough to die in Robute's arms. Robute was twelve years old when this occurred, but greater than any man, and he proceeded to lash out in an animal rage on the rioters, swiftly crushing the rebellion. Afterwards he assumed the title of Sole Consul of McCraig, and one of his first acts was having Galen and his co-conspirators executed with their lands and wealth redistributed to the people. Robute proceeded to completely reorganize McCraig's entire social structure into a meritocracy, where office and honors were given to the hard-working rather than the wealthy and influential. McCraig continued to prosper as it never had before under Robute's unifying leadership for about five years, until the Emperor of Mankind finally arrived. By the time the Emperor arrived, McCraig had transformed from its former self, now a world of uniformity and order, with cities of glittering marble and shining steel and possessing an army of well-equipped and well-trained soldiers prepared for operations on other worlds. Robute had spent time dwelling on the ancient histories of his planet, which claimed that McCraig was once part of hundreds of collected worlds in this region a domain beyond the Seas of Night, called Ultramar. Robute sought to rebuild this domain of Ultramar, and thus began sending out troops and supply ships to re-establish communication and order. When the Emperor saw what Robute was doing, he was pleased, and met with him directly rather than in disguise like he had with some of the other Primarchs. Robute immediately swore fealty to the Emperor, recognizing him as his creator, and he joined the Emperor's Great Crusade. Robute was given control of the Emperor's 13th Legion of Space Marines, and his oratory and vision upon meeting with them filled them with such renewed vigor and hope that they accepted Robute as their new leader without question. Robute, however, set about to transform his legion, as they would not just be a weapon of war, but rather a self-sustaining power for conquest, order, and expansion, 
the manifest will of the Emperor. In Robute's mind, it was pointless to simply spread across the galaxy and reconquer the lost colonies if they merely fell back into anarchy after the crusade moved on. Each world retaken by Robute's legion, dubbed the Ultramarines, wouldn't be left until it was fully self-sufficient in all aspects. This included defenses, industry, economy, and of course, governance, with an emphasis always being on the well-being of the common people. In the meantime, Robute's dedication and aptitude for efficiency and public affairs led to the continued prosperity of McCraig and the surrounding systems. This domain, called Ultramar, soon consisted of 500 individual planets, and this prosperity and population was key in providing new recruits and supplies for the Ultramarines. In fact, the Ultramarines soon became the most populated legion, and at one point, over half of all space marines in the galaxy were Ultramarines. During the Crusade, Robute's relationships with his brother Primarchs were relatively positive. He considered four of them to be among the greatest, Rogel Dorn, Sanguinius, Lehman Russ, and Ferris Manus, calling them the Dauntless Few. His relationships with most of the rest were fairly amicable, although relations between him and Lorgar quickly plummeted after the events at Monarchia. Lorgar and his legion had taken to worshipping the Emperor as a deity, something he heavily frowned upon. Due to this, the Emperor ordered Robute and the Ultramarines to travel to the planet of Kerr and lay waste to the capital city of Monarchia, where Lorgar had spread his teachings. After the city was turned into nothing but ash, the Emperor publicly shamed Lorgar and his legion, with Robute and the Ultramarines present. Although Robute appeared to be firmly supportive of the Emperor in carrying out these actions, in truth he was uncomfortable with the Emperor's decision, and upset that he had used him and his legion as a tool for humiliation. This event would ultimately lead Lorgar and his legion down a very dark path, where they would eventually swear allegiance to Horus over the Emperor at the onset of the Horus Heresy. Horus knew that Robute would never turn against the Emperor's ideals, and the Ultramarines, being the largest of the legions, was the greatest obstacle in his path to victory. This led to the Battle of Kalth, which was intended to be less of a battle and more of a massacre. Horus, still ostensibly acting as War Master of the Crusade, directed Robute and the Ultramarines to gather on the planet Kalth to prepare for what he claimed would be an orc incursion. He also directed Lorgar's Word Bearers Legion to gather there as well, although Robute assumed that this was all more of a flexing of authority on Horus's part rather than a real war. Regardless, he was ignorant of Horus's treachery and obeyed without question, gathering 20 of his legion's 22 chapters on the planet. Prior to the start of the battle, the word bearers began gathering their forces into position and performing a number of chaos rituals that would unleash havoc across the planet. The Ultramarines failed to notice any of the treachery afoot, 
and the massacre began with the word bearers sending a ship full speed into Kalth's primary shipyard, annihilating numerous warships and killing thousands. A massive electromagnetic pulse was released that disabled the majority of the remaining ships and Kalth's weapons grid. The word bearers fleet then opened fire on the ultramarines disabled ships, the resulting wreckages plummeting to the planet's surface and causing more devastation and tsunamis. Some of the ultramarines believed that they were under attack from a third party and moved to join forces with the word bearers, who swiftly massacred them. From the bridge of his disabled flagship, Robute quickly understood that it was the word bearers that were attacking them, but attributed it to a mistake on Lorgar's part rather than any malice. When Lorgar refused to stop the attack after a direct communication between the two, however, Robute reluctantly authorized his troops to defend themselves, and the battle began. The word bearers ambush managed to slaughter at least half of the ultramarine forces present on Kalth, but thanks to the incredible fighting spirit of the ultramarines, the battle began to proceed at a different pace. During their communication, Lorgar informed Robute with amusement that he and other legions had joined with Horus to oppose the Emperor, and had already performed similar massacres elsewhere. Lorgar then spoke an incantation, summoning a swarm of demons that swiftly attacked Robute's ship, before leaving command of the battle to his second-in-command, Kor Faron. Lorgar proceeded to take part of his forces deeper into Ultramar to wipe out McCraig, the remaining Ultramarines, and their gene seed. The demons that attacked Robute's flagship managed to crack open the bridge, venting it to space. Robute was thrown outside into the vacuum of space without a helmet, but his Primarch physiology allowed him to survive for hours, even managing to kill several word-bearers with his bare hands. The demons were eventually cleared from the ship, and Robute led a force of fifty ultramarines onto Kalth's orbital platform in order to retake control of it from Kor Faron. Kor Faron, however, managed to momentarily stun Robute with powers granted to him by the warp, but rather than killing him, he hoped to use a ritual knife to convert him to chaos, much like Horus had been. Robute proved to be made of sterner stuff, however, and instead ripped Faron's primary heart from his chest, driving him and his elite guard from the platform. The tide of the battle slowly turned, as Robute ordered his flagship to pursue Faron as they fled. Faron had tried to use the orbital platform's weapons to cause the nearby star to go supernova, but instead only managed to damage it, resulting in it bombarding Kalth with lethal radiation. Robute ordered the fleet to evacuate the system, although this meant that the survivors on the planet would be forced to go underground for months or years until the fleet could return to extract them continuing to fight against the surviving word-bearers in what was known as the Underground War. Despite his legion being in shambles and the battle being barely won, Robute had bigger concerns on his mind, 
principally the fact that Lorgar was in the process of launching an offensive into the rest of Ultramar. In what would become known as the Shadow Crusade, Lorgar's goal was to create a massive warp storm known as the Ruin Storm, which would cut off Ultramar from Terra. To do so, Lorgar needed to unleash a campaign of wanton bloodshed, so he joined forces with his brother Angron and his legion the World Eaters. Robute eventually arrived, however, and another pitched battle ensued, culminating in a duel between Robute and Lorgar that was surprisingly even matched. This changed though when Angron joined, swiftly defeating Robute in a furious rage, his life only being saved by the intervention of some nearby ultramarines. In a ritual fueled by Angron's rage afterwards, he was transformed into a demon primarch of Korn. Additionally, the Ruin Storm was a success, cutting off Ultramar from the rest of the Imperium, so Robute fled back to McCraig to consider the situation. Using a recovered piece of Necron tech called the Pharos, Robute was able to draw in a number of his loyalist allies, including Lion L. Johnson and Sanguinius. Since none of them were aware of the situation in the rest of the Imperium, Robute decided to prepare for the worst case scenario, that being Terra and the Emperor falling. Even if this were to occur, however, the battle must go on, and the Imperium must be rebuilt, so Robute formed a backup Imperium, the Imperium Secundus. Robute didn't want to fall into the same trap as Horus though, so he refused to crown himself as the Emperor of the new Imperium, instead proposing that Lion L. Johnson rule. Ultimately, however, the duty fell on Sanguinius, who was reluctant to accept it, with Robute becoming Lord Warden and L. Johnson being Lord Protector, similar to the War Master. Robute frequently clashed with L. Johnson over policy, aggravated by the fact that the Primarch Conrad Kurz was somewhere on McCraig, spreading chaos and inciting rebellions. L. Johnson established martial law without Robute's express permission, but eventually Kurz was captured. Before long, it became clear that the Emperor and Terra still stood, and the three Primarchs agreed to try and breach the Ruin Storm in order to reach Terra. The process wasn't simple, with Robute surviving another assassination attempt, and L. Johnson nearly ordering a planet to be subjected to Exterminatus, even though Sanguinius was still on it. They nearly made it through a breach in the Ruin Storm that led to Terra, but Horus had somehow foreseen this route and left a large blockade to stop them. Robute and L. Johnson agreed to distract the blockade while Sanguinius and the Blood Angels traveled directly to Terra. The Blood Angels made it to Terra to play an instrumental part in the siege, while not long after, the Ruin Storm dissipated, opening up access to the rest of the Imperium once more. Robute gathered what forces he could to make a swift flight to Terra, but unfortunately in his path lay a defensive chain of hundreds of worlds manned by Perturabo's legion, the Iron Warriors. Robute's legion continued to suffer more casualties, but maintained a slow and steady advance towards Terra, 
Near the end of the Siege of Terra, when the traitor forces were near victory, Horus managed to intercept a message from Robute, learning that he and his forces were a mere nine hours away from arriving at Terra. Knowing that the arrival of Robute and the Ultramarines could very well spell doom for Horus's attempt at taking over the Imperium, he decided on a bold gambit. He would lower his flagship's shields and invite the Emperor to teleport aboard the ship. His plan was to slay the Emperor before Robute could arrive, and with the Emperor dead, the Ultramarines and other legions would lose heart and scatter. What followed, of course, was Horus and Sanguinius dying aboard the ship, and the Emperor being gravely wounded, with Robute arriving only a short time afterwards. With the war technically won, but Terra and the Imperium in ruins, Robute refused to allow the Empire to fall. He took control over the Council of Terra, establishing the position of the Lord Commander of the Imperium and dispatched his remaining ultramarines across the Imperium to regain control and maintain order. Thanks to Ultramar continuing to be the most effective means of recruiting among the remaining Loyalist legions, the ultramarines comprised the majority of space marines across the Imperium. After decades of fighting, a semblance of order and stability returned to the Imperium and Robute decided that a change needed to be made to the legions of Astartes. One of the biggest problems with Horus's rebellion was that he was able to sway entire legions to his side as a collective, giving him massive amounts of forces. In addition, the Imperial Army at the time consisted of both ground forces and the navy, making it a devastating force in its own right. First, Robute split the army into two separate organizations, the Imperial Guard and the Imperial Navy. Second, Robute proceeded to compose and formalize a great tome, known as the Codex Astartes. The purpose of this document was twofold. One, to divide the existing Space Marine legions into numerous chapters of 1,000 warriors and two, to present a code of conduct for Robute's ideal behavior and doctrine. These new Space Marine chapters would each be led by a single chapter master that answers only to the Emperor himself, and each chapter would be responsible for their own recruitment, training, and war gear. This way, no single individual, save the Emperor himself, could ever control more than 1,000 Space Marines directly. While the mandate of splitting into smaller chapters was mandatory for all the legions, the enforcement of the doctrine and traditions of the Codex Astartes has been less strict. Some chapters adhere as close as possible to the Codex, none more than Robute's personal chapter, the Ultramarines, while others deviate quite a bit. At the time of the Codex's implementation, most of the legions were so sparse that they split into only a handful of smaller chapters, while the Ultramarines legion split into at least 20. Over the millennia, this overall number has obviously swelled, and in the present day, it's believed that there are around 1,000 total Space Marine chapters. 
At some point during all of this, Robute went to the tech priest, Belisarius Call, and tasked him with two great projects. One being to figure out a way to resurrect Robute should he ever fall, and two to create the next generation of space marines. Surprisingly, not long after this, Robute participated in a great battle against his brother Fulgrim and the Emperor's children. Fulgrim had been transformed by Slanesh into a mighty demon prince, and managed to stab Robute in the neck with a poisoned sword. Robute was managed to be interred in a stasis field just at the moment of his death, and was taken deep into the Temple of Correction on McCraig. Here, he remained for 10,000 years, with the shrine becoming one of the holiest places in the entire Imperium, welcoming millions of pilgrims every year. In the meantime, Call continued to experiment and research, and eventually, at the dawn of the 42nd millennium, just as Abaddon the Despoiler's 13th Black Crusade came to an end amidst Cadia's destruction, the time came for Robute's reawakening. Call, with the aid of some Eldar assistants, used a power suit that managed to regenerate the wounds inflicted by Fulgrim, and he was brought out of stasis just as Black Legion forces invaded McCraig. Robute swiftly drove off the invaders, but afterwards came to learn what had happened to the Imperium in his 10,000 year absence. While the Imperium he had left was one founded on logic and reason, he was disgusted now to find it steeped in superstition, fear, and ignorance. He swiftly set out for Terra to meet with his father upon the Golden Throne, but was immediately beset on the journey by the forces of Chaos, who had of course noticed his revival. Robute's journey back to Terra became known as the Terran Crusade, as his fleet became trapped in the massive warp storm known as the Maelstrom, thanks to an ambush set by Magnus the Red and his Thousand Sons. Inside the Maelstrom, his fleet was defeated by the personal vizier of the Chaos God Zinch, and Robute was captured and held inside of a Blackstone Fortress. With some assistance from some unlikely allies, Robute managed to escape with the rest of the survivors of the fleet through a webway portal that eventually led to Luna, Terra's moon. Here, Robute dueled Magnus as battle raged around them, although Robute was soon overwhelmed by Magnus's psychic abilities. Despite this, he managed to hold him off long enough for reinforcements to arrive from Terra, ending the Terran Crusade. On Terra, Robute stood before the Golden Throne, and the Emperor awoke for the first time in a millennia. What followed was a surreal experience that Robute can't fully remember, but the Emperor told him that he was the last hope to save mankind, before brutally assaulting his mind with dark truths of the galaxy and its history. A witness to the event, the Captain General of the Emperor's Custodes, said that Robute spoke in silent psychic conversation with the Emperor for several minutes, while Robute seems to remember falling to the ground in agony. Despite only minutes seeming to pass for them, when they emerged from the throne room, 
over a day had passed. Regardless, Robute emerged with a new determination, and gathered the High Lords of Terra to declare himself the Lord Commander once more, and that the Imperium would be reorganized to better face the coming threat of chaos. Following the destruction of Cadia at the end of the 13th Black Crusade, a new tear in reality was created, known as the Great Rift, that divided the Imperium in half, leaving countless worlds in hopeless darkness. Robute declared a new crusade to reclaim these worlds, known as the Indomitus Crusade, and brought about two big changes. First was the introduction of Call's second project, a new generation of space marines, known as the Primaris Space Marines. To create these, Call was given access to the genetic information of all 20 Primarchs, and used several unique STCs in the process, blueprints from mankind's height of technological progress. Because of this, the Primaris Marines are larger, more powerful, and more stable than the prior generation, and soon the grand majority of chapters welcomed Primaris Marines into their ranks. The second thing that Robute set out to create was a set of sweeping civic reforms. Just as the Codex Astartes was meant to be Robute's ultimate declaration of military doctrine and organization, he began to write a similar document for the Imperium in general, known as the Codex Imperialis, which would also contain the first reliable history of the Imperium they've had in 10,000 years. The Indomitus Crusade continued for a number of years, with Robute at the front of it, until he could no longer ignore the threat of the Chaos God Nurgle and his brother Primarch Mortarion, who were seeking to take claim over the worlds of Ultramar. Mortarion and his Death Guard launched a large-scale invasion of Ultramar in a conflict known as the Plague Wars, aided by the Plague Father and his demonic legions. Robute swiftly returned home and began beating back the invaders, thanks to the assistance of various other Ultramarine successor chapters and reinforcements from Forge Worlds. The invasion was soon looking to be a failure for Mortarion, although Robute was led into a trap set by Mortarion and Nurgle's second-in-command. Robute was nearly slain, but was saved by the power of what appeared to be a living saint in the form of a young girl, who drove the forces of Nurgle back. Later, during the final battle of the Plague Wars, Robute was led into another trap, in which Mortarion hoped to kill him with a powerful disease known as the God Blight. Robute knew that he was walking into the trap, but also knew that he had to stop Mortarion, and so a fateful duel occurred. Thanks to his warp-enhanced strength and resilience, Mortarion managed to pin Robute to the ground and administer the God Blight. Once again, Robute was caught between life and death, but in that moment, he experienced a vision of his last meeting with the Emperor, and awoke infused with power. He was able to channel the Emperor's energy himself, and struck a grievous blow to Nurgle's realm within the warp directly. Mortarion fled with the remainder of his forces, bringing an end to the Plague Wars. 
Afterwards, Robute oversaw the rebuilding and decontamination of the worlds of Ultramar, but soon set back out on the crusade once more. History is still being written, of course, for Warhammer 40k, but in the present day, Robute is almost certainly the most important active figure in the entire Imperium, a shining beacon of order and strength amidst a period of darkness and uncertainty. He's made some mistakes, but there's practically no one better suited to lead the Imperium in the Emperor's wake, and with the Great Rift still in place, Robute's downfall would spell very dire times for the Imperium. The Ultramarines are pretty much the poster children for Warhammer 40k, meaning that their founder was always going to be one of the most important figures in the franchise. It's hard to say if he'll be around forever, as one can only handle so many near-death experiences, but being infused with both the power of the Emperor of Mankind, as well as plot armor, is certainly a potent combination. While his future is unclear, however, his past stands for itself, and Robute Gilliman has absolutely managed to leave his mark on the Imperium.